Tired of all the doom and gloom news from mainstream media? You'll get none of that here. Instead, you'll find inspiring stories and developments that are making the world a better place. Today, in the first episode of The Great News Podcast, I want to outline why I wanted to start this show. Number one, mainstream media news is strongly biased towards bad news. Why is that? Number two, we tend to think the state of the world is getting worse over time. But is it? People are happier when they understand that things are getting better. And I want to spread the word. Number four, what are my assumptions and inspirations for creating this show? What resources and content sources am I using? My name is Andrew McGivern, and this is The Great News Podcast. Why does mainstream media have such a negative news bias? Bad news sells newspapers, gets clicks, and attention. We are wired to respond to bad news in a more aggressive way. Our fight or flight response kicks in when we see a bad news headline. This is baked into our genes, as our ancestors that didn't respond this way didn't survive to pass on their genes. Bad news happens suddenly, and good news happens incrementally. An earthquake or a plane crash happens suddenly and has serious consequences. Cancer research and breakthroughs happen slowly over time. And problems get solved, and we move on to other problems. Our focus is always on the current problems, and we forget about the great solutions of the past and give greater importance to the problems we are facing right now. One of my favorite books is Factfulness by Hans Rowling. In the book, they talk about the gap between our perceptions of the world and reality. We think the world is far worse than it is, and that it is getting worse year over year. While the world in general is better than we think in almost every measurable way, and the trend is that it's getting better over time, and has been getting better for a long time. Of course, that doesn't mean that everything is great and that we can stop trying to make things better. Just because the world is better than it has ever been doesn't mean that it is even acceptable. We can and should continue to make things better, And I believe the evidence is overwhelming that we are improving. And the more we work towards a better future, the faster we will get there. The authors of Factfulness have a great organization and website over at Gapminder.com. There they have quizzes you can take which will test your knowledge about the world and whether or not you have a reality-based worldview. I have the link in the show notes for Gapminder and other resources mentioned in this episode. And if you noticed on greatnewspodcast.com, we have our own quizzes too, and we might even have a quiz for each episode. Why do we have such negative views of the world? It isn't all mainstream media's fault. We've been taught in school about the developing world and how bad the conditions are there. They live in absolute poverty without access to clean water and sewage systems. No vaccinations or basic medical care. 
What we don't realize is that the developing world has developed over time, and now there are only a handful of countries in absolute poverty. Although a lot of them are in regular poverty, which is still not so good. Sometimes I hear people say they don't want to bring kids into this world when things are so bad. But what time in history would it be better to have children? 20 years ago? 30 years ago? 100 years ago? How about 300 years ago? In the book Your World Better by Charles Kenny, he gives a good example about what life was like 300 years ago. If you were living in France and were the richest and most powerful man in Europe, King Louis XIV, would that be a better era to have children? Well, King Louis had five children. Two of them died before they reached six months of age. Another two died before reaching the age of five. And the other died before he did at the age of 50. His wife also passed away early. All of them died of infections that would not be fatal today. One of them died from smallpox, which doesn't even exist today. Certainly, that was a bad time to have children if they were likely to suffer and die young. But what about the quality of life for those that survived? King Louis and his family and the 350 others that lived in Versailles, an opulent palace, and the best place in Europe to live at the time. But there were no toilets. Some had pots that they could use, which would be removed from the rooms, but others just had to go in the corner of the room. Almost everyone was illiterate, and if you could read, most books were banned, and the ones that weren't were so expensive, nobody could afford them. And there was no electricity, for Sayes was lit by 6,000 candles. Today, the poorest people in the developed world can buy some LED lights that emit more light than all those candles combined. Now imagine how life was like for the regular people living outside the palace. It would be unbearable for most of us today. We could do this exercise for 200 years, 100 years, 50 years ago, and the closer it gets to now, the better life is. There are more opportunities and equality than there ever has been in history. People get depressed when they look at the sickness, violence, racism, and oppression happening around the world right now. But if you ask, compared to when, you will see that all of these horrors have been decreasing over time and are at all-time lows. And there is no reason to believe the trend will not continue. People feel more empowered when they believe things are getting better. People who understand that the world is progressively improving are happier. It has been shown that people who write a gratitude journal feel better about their lives and are happier as a result. I believe that if you think the world is going to hell in a handbasket and there is no hope for redemption, then that belief leaves you disheartened and apathetic. How would that person feel if they realized things are not as bad as they thought? That in fact, they are getting better 
and they are better than ever in history. That people are working hard to improve the world and they are succeeding. And that they have the power to make a difference. That is the ultimate goal of this podcast. The assumptions I'm making in this podcast are that technology and human innovation is a double-edged sword. We can use it for good, or we can use it to destroy ourselves. Whether true or not, I'm assuming we are working towards a common good and that we will not destroy ourselves. I'm inspired by the work of economists Julian Simon, Dr. Hans Rosling, Elon Musk, and great minds like Albert Einstein. I draw from great resources like Gapminder, Human Progress, New Atlas, The Conversation, Optimist Daily, and more. The full list of good news resources is in the show notes of this episode. If this show interests you, then I encourage you to follow or subscribe. It's free in your favorite podcast app. And if you like the Great News Podcast, then you'll love the Great News Letter. Get the sources and good news stories delivered to your inbox. The Great News Podcast is great, but the Great News Letter is greater. Start your day with some great news. There will be a few different formats of the Great News Podcast. Most episodes will feature the great news of the day. It will be a potpourri of good news items of that day. Other episodes will be themed, covering a problem and some current solutions. The topics I want to cover include deforestation, mass extinction, climate change, water shortages, pollution, violence, and crime, and more. And the third format that we will get into will be called Feedback Friday, and that is where you get to participate. Once the show grows enough to generate comments, questions, and suggestions from the audience, then I will start doing these episodes. If you have a question, you can email me at andrew at greatnewspodcast.com or call the toll-free 1-877-636-1474 and leave a voicemail, and I can play it in the show. I will also monitor Great News Pod on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook pages for feedback as well. Of course, I would prefer to hear your voice, so if you call in the feedback, that is the best option. If you don't remember the number, you can always go to greatnewspodcast.com slash feedback. That's it for this show, and I'll see you in episode two, where we talk about seaweed.